Hello, this is Poldark Fancast, a podcast created by fangirls about all things Poldark Saga and we're your hosts. My name is Rita, I live in England, I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark and I tweet at Rita Bites. And I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Poldark Muses at Tumblr and I tweet at Musings. This is the third podcast of our series where we discuss the PBS airing of Season 5. So for a full recap and analysis of Episodes 5 and 6 of Season 5, then we suggest you go back and listen to uh, Podcast Episode 66, Snidely Warligan, and Episode 67, Again? <laughs> I c- I can't believe I'm laughing at my own titles. I am such a loser. Anyway, the American airing of the season is significantly shorter than its UK counterpart, in most part to make room for the lengthy sponsored by adverts before and after each episode. This, in turn, means that quite a significant chunk of screen time is lost, and we're here to tell you what you're missing, and to discuss how that might, or definitely does, affect the storylines. Okay, so take it away, Michelle. What did they cut in 505? Uh, Well, uh, bits and bops of the Cornish countryside were the victim this episode, which, to be honest, and as much as I love me some Cornwall, they trim up some of those scenes rather than, you know, content. You know, (laughs) that's kind of important. Um, Anyhow, um, unfortunately, it also includes... Uh, some cuts of Demelza and the children waving goodbye to uh, Ned, Ross, and Kitty um, as they head back to London, which was really sweet because, you know, they're kids and they're waving their papa goodbye. And it's just sweet. Was it anyway. like the only Ramelza of the episode? <laughs> it was like, bye! <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a tidbit that we get uh, towards the end. Um of uh episode six i believe it is but anyway uh more on that later um we also miss her stroll through the village and her conversation with sam about having him ask his flock about donating money towards their new school i know Uh, well we wouldn't want to remind people who sam is i know uh there are more snips to the start of scenes uh like Pasco giving Demel's a port before he breaks the news of the decrease in gold and need for paper money. Uh, some of the concern looks that Drake casts Morwenna's direction as she leaves for Churro to see John Conan. Uh, so it's it's kind of that type of thing. They're like little snips at the at the beginning of scenes um, that help to set um, a little more context around uh, what is happening in the the bulk of the scene. Um, the other thing or things that are cut, um, the scene after Ross's meeting with Merceron to ask if he can help persuade the new uh, prime minister, um, Ned is in the gardens. Um, that scene is still in there, but there's a scene where Ned is in the gardens complaining about being stuck in London while there are uprisings in the West Indies. He says uh, repeatedly, the king is mad. Um, and so now, Rita, before you get all excited about the Ned clippage, um, without that scene, we go directly from Ross asking Merceron if he can help persuade the new prime minister to the biggest reveal of the series that Merceron is really double dealing Ross against Hanson. So it, while that may not sound like much, I think what it does is it lessens the dimension and the impact of that particular scene um, and the reveal. So we'll begin to see, you know, we talked about this was snidely war legging. We'll begin to see Merceron, becoming a real snidely whiplash through um, these series of cuts. Um, Lord knows we were actually surprised I know. when that reveal happened as well. I know. I, 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 I remember just being like, oh, damn! But, uh, yeah, not... I wasn't even thinking yeah. about that! <laughs> um, the initial lineup for payment at the mine before Jacka starts running his mouth, um, you know, they did keep the scene where Tess confronts Demelza about the money, 
and reminds her former mistress that she and others can't read what's on the front of the paper, which I'm glad they did because that was that was a really great scene to demonstrate the the differences between um, the uh, common folk and the gentry. Uh, and so, but it also helped to, um, kind of double down on that. This is why we need a school. Otherwise known as Demelza's only real plot line that season. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we get a cut of Sam once again. He's talking to his flock about, um, donating money, uh, and hashtag, God damn it, Debbie. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Although I really have to shake a fist at uh, you know all of the advertisements and and things like that that we wind up getting with the PBS um, uh, airings, you know, and I know why they do it is because um, you know they don't have enough money to be able to do uh, these kinds of programs without getting sponsorship. Um, but it's just it's just unfortunate. Damn, it just overruns slightly by like five to ten minutes. <laughs> and, you know, if you could see some of the stuff that they they put on at the end, particularly the end of the show, um, you know, it's not only the, um, the adverts, but it's also uh, local PBS um, uh, programming notes and, um, you know, little things that, that they, uh, record to, to share with, you know, their local audience. You know, it's a huge chunk of time that we wind up losing. Um, and so, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, let's see. The next one is the start of Demelza's stroll along Holywell before she sees John Conan playing with the other kids on the beach. Um, Again, it's it's kind of one of those scenery cuts that they could make, but you know, I really enjoy you know watching her as she's kind of walking along, you know, barefoot through some of the um, the water that's racing back to the surf. Um, it, it, never mind, um, you know me, I'm I'm a, <laughs> a mush for that kind of thing. Um, let's see. Um, after Demelza shows the miners the watermark and Jacka again runs his at his mouth, she and Zaki discuss the situation. Um, so that's cut. Um, Morwenna's departure from Saul on her way to Truro for her final farewell with John Conan, uh, and Drake follows. Um, Sam imploring Demelza to put an end to the forgeries and to take a leaf out of her own book when it comes to leadership. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I know, right? Um, and then they cut the best part of Demelza's speech about the forgery and it being a hanging offense. You know, when she is talking about that and staring Jacka and Tess dead in the eye and, you know, saying, you know, oh, God, you know, I'll be forced to report the folks that are doing it. And, you know, lest you forget forgery is a hanging offense that scene yeah they chopped that which they they kept the piece about they kept the piece about you know okay we know blah 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 but it 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 really you really miss that you know i see you i see what you're doing don't think you're slick missy we don't get that really damn it Um, and then, uh, the mention that the, uh, bad dudes were going to Ross's place to plant stuff. I mean, you know, it's mentioned, but then we see them going in and, and doing it. And so, you know, you, you get the, you get the idea. So that's not that, that big of a deal. Thankfully, they did not cut any of our dynamic duo of Carolite as they're doing their thing. So if they'd done that, there would have been some serious cussing um, involved uh, here at uh, my place, at Casa Music. Uh, you cannot see, but I am crossing myself. <laughs> and I'm thanking a higher power I don't really believe in. So thank you. So yes, yes, that was still in there. Um, so how did these cuts affect the episode for you? You know, I think I'm almost numb at this point. Um I absolutely hate what they've done to Sam's storyline. I mean, in all honesty, why even include it if it was going to be gutted like a damn fish? Honestly, 
Why even include any of the Sam storyline? I'm if... surprised he's allowed to be in scenes with the way they cut him out. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just really sad. Um, and uh, you know, as I mentioned before, um, making some of the decisions about the Merceron reveal um, takes away some of the dimension and surprise when it happens. And when I get into discussing the episode six cuts. I honestly think it starts to really turn him into a cartoonish kind of character. You can almost hear the <laughs> uh going on. And that's that's a frustration. Okay, well speaking of episode 6, let's talk about that butchering, shall we? <laughs> Alrighty then. Um there's a scene where George and Carrie are in the gardens talking about the the former speech in uh parliament. They cut Carrie saying that the success of their business dealings with Merceron depended on George's speech going well. Now, why would they do that? You know, is it to make George sound less like a dick? Uh, personally, uh, not necessarily, because they kept George's response about how he really has no feelings about slavery either way, but was just following instructions. So that, in my not-so-humble opinion, makes him even more of a dick to me. So, Jerk George is definitely back in the house. It's kind of confusing, though, because you take out the reason for why he's doing it, which is to make uh -huh. money, and you just get yeah, whatever this is, which is confusing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, to no one's surprise, uh, Sam teaching Rosina how to read. You know, because screw Sam. I don't um, know who Sam is at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, snipped the first few seconds of Cecily and her maid walking through the park, uh, being followed by two of her father's men, uh, of course, on her way to meet Jeffrey Charles. Uh, we don't lose the point that she's being followed because they, it's, it's clear um, as the scene progresses that, you know, as the, the couple parts, one of the the guys follows Jeffrey Charles while the other follows Cecily. So it's it's the point's made, but you know it was probably one Sorry, of the better decisions. <laughs> it was probably one of the better decisions. Um, and in other character minimizing news, uh, Dwight and Caroline's conversation about Ned's capture and suspicions about his setup uh, prior to Ross and Kitty arriving uh, at the um, at uh, Carolite's uh, home uh, to give them the information on Ned's uh, situation. Um, you know, because it's not important to hear, you know, Carolite's opinions on the matter at all. How dare you? Dwight is you the know? only sensible person in this yeah. show. <laughs> yes. Uh, the scene where Kitty returns to the jail with Ned's uniform all cleaned and mended. She comments about his lawyer, who is the same one that defended the king's assassin and um, expresses her confidence that uh, uh, she will expect Ned home for supper the next day. Uh, it's a sweet scene, uh, but, you know, I could see why they would feel, you know, it was worthy of the axe uh, in order to save some time. Um, uh, the scene where they gather in the courtroom for trial, Ross greets the attorney. Um, and then before you know it, we see Ned in his full uniform. So wait, how did the uniform get there again? <laughs> uh, no setup. Never any setup. <laughs> yeah. Um, another courtroom bit where the prosecution tries to convince the jury that Ned's already responsible for a revolt of the, quote, rags and tatters in Honduras. Because, you know, how could he, you know, if he could do it there, he could do it anywhere, which, <laughs> you know, means he would be able to do it in England. No, not really. Um, anyway, we do still get Ross's speech, of course. Uh. Um, and, um, you know, we see Ned tearing up, you know, that type of thing. Anyway, um... So the jury goes back, they come back in 10 minutes and announce that uh, Ned is guilty. Um, the verdict is read, and um, after the verdict, as the courtroom empties, Ross sinks into his, his seat, stunned, and stays there for a while. That is pretty much cut. Eh. Um, yeah. 
Instead, we go straight to Dwight and Caroline, where Ross springs his idea to break Ned out of jail. Uh, fortunately, we do not lose the wonderful help me knock some sense into him line from Dwight. Uh, because if we had, I'd have burned the television down. Damn it. Yeah. We need our Dwight. Um, yeah. And there was some conversation prior to Ross's arrival that, of course, we missed too. But, you know. Okay, one of the the most egregious scenes is the scene where Jeremy sings his mother to uh, to sleep because she's having problems. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that heartfelt scene, gone. Uh, there's a scene where they're preparing the, the noose and the gallows, and Merceron is there sporting his best snidely whiplash <laughs> green, grin as he watches the proceedings. Um we get the the whiplash grin, but uh, there's a chunk of the news preparation that we we miss. Um, and then finally, the scene where Sam is teaching Tess and Demelza, Prudy, and Drake are commenting on the situation, with Rosina sadly walking past the two. So that's gone. Ugh. Um, and then finally, um, uh, some scenic. Uh, strolling by Demelza before she reaches uh, St. Agnes Head and spots Ross. And they have the um, the, hug. the hug. Yes, when they have their, their lovely hug and, and kiss. And, uh, yeah. Right, so mm -hmm. the Sam and Tess and Rosina storyline has been completely, like, gutted from this episode. Mm -hmm. They're going to be really yeah. surprised when he marries her. Yeah. Well, they did leave a scene where... Um, when um you know Demelza's watching the kids play and uh Drake and Morwina are on the beach and they're getting all nuzzly and uh Demelza grins happily over that because she knows that there's been some resolution to um their distance. Gross. Um yeah. And then she looks up and sees Sam and Rosina walking up uh, into the dunes and she smiles broadly about that i remember that um, that is and then we, literally a five second long scene you telling me a whole relationship is supposed to be built on them walking past him well they do include uh the scene where um you know sam says you know if people see us walking they'll think we're courting you know blah 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 so you get the implication that you know okay they, these two are starting a relationship but you know, we miss the 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 lovely build up to it. Yeah, we, I mean, the scene where he's teaching her how to read is such a sweet scene. <clears throat> yeah, and like, okay, you know that they're interested in each other, but you have no context as for why. You know, mm -hmm. and how can you get invested in a relationship when you don't see those kinds of moments? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, <laughs> how did those cuts affect the episode? Um, if I can manage to set aside my disappointment about the, the Sam storyline and my annoyance over the fact that none of the Drake Morwenna love fest was impacted, Boo. um, I can honestly say, I think they did the best job of decision-making in order to make the episode fit into the time frame. I know it's shocking <sighs> for me to say being that. being reasonable. But... I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe it's because I got a decent night's sleep before I watched the episode. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, you know, that's that's frustration. It definitely sounds like a mixed bag. Yes, very much so. That's better than a bad bag. <laughs> okay, so inbox time. We have a lot okay. of questions to get through. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> so let's get on with the anonymouses because we have a lot uh and our first one said i would not like to be married to ross would you don't get me wrong i really like ross he's handsome dashing and has many great qualities but he's also very impulsive and does dangerous and reckless things but worst of all he still holds a torch for elizabeth and therefore is forever drawn to valentine and in the later books georgie valentine's son Spoilers! <laughs> I just realised after I read it. I wouldn't be able to cope with that, as does Demelza. Give me Dwight or Francis. Redeemed, obviously. Um, I'd even take Hugh. 
<laughs> he would cheat on you. <laughs> oh my god. I would kill for a Francis, like, redeemed. If he loved me the way he loved Elizabeth. I didn't pick up um, that much of an issue for um, Demelza um, until Valentine is um, older and, you know, starting to misbehave. Um, the Joshua is coming mm. out in him, uh, in other words. Um that, you know, Ross does uh, have his attentions turned towards Valentine. Um, but I'm not going to say much more because spoilers for the books. Spoilers, um, yeah. And we'll get into that as we get into bookshop. Or bookshop. Good Lord. Book club. Ooh. <sighs> I think um, it takes a special kind of woman to put up with Ross. And God bless yeah. Ed Melzer is special. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, our next anonymous says, uh, for sure Debbie puts the blame on Ross about Elizabeth's death. Demelza only says, um, uh, it is, Demelza, Demelza only says is not because does, what? Okay. Oh Demelza God, only says is not because not... the does not know all that went down. It only says it's not because she does not know all that went down. Okay. Okay. Okay, there's a she missing in there, so uh, sorry about that. Uh, Dwight knows, so I think he is supposed to be trusted. I think Debbie's intentions was that Ross would be seen as guilty and the only one is about absolving Elizabeth and keeping her character um, uh, in, a, in a pedestal. Um, Ooh. This is obviously in response to our huge confusion in our previous podcast about what Debbie was trying to say vis-a-vis Ross's culpability in Elizabeth's death. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I still don't have an answer to that unknowable question mm-hmm. unless Debbie ever speaks out about it. Um, I, But I do see the merits of your argument. Yes, Dwight does know the most mm-hmm. information out of everybody on the show. So mm-hmm. this may be her opinion, who knows? Okay. <sighs> Okay. Next question. Thanks, Nani. Also from Anonymous. It's one of the biggest misses for me. Elizabeth was never held accountable for her actions. She would be more in- interestant. <laughs> that went French. <laughs> Interesting. A character yes. than she ended up being. St. Lizzie takes all layers of what could be a very complex character. Oh, agreed. Agreed. I think if Elizabeth had remained... <laughs> how she was portrayed in the book i think i would like her character more i definitely enjoyed the 70s version more because she was more complicated and she was more spiky and you know not a fan of the saint lizzie yeah definitely let's see next anonymous um and even if the show made clear of how much danger demelza was why lie though (laughs) french accent oh ross don't care for his wife (laughs) Let's uh let's hurt his kids. Oh, they they not an Ampara. Yeah, Caroline is too far. Let's go home then. Uh Demelza De not knowing only puts her in more danger. Why would Ross not wanted her to be able to look after herself and the kids? She said this season he take them for granted and he just did that again. I mean yeah. mm-hmm. the idea that the French would be like, oh, we want to hurt Ross's kids, but the distance between Nampara and Caroline's is the problem. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping them safe, you guys. <laughs> they were willing to cross the channel, but they will not go yeah. to Caroline's house. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Okay. Anonymous said... Are the cutscenes available anywhere worldwide? I'm not in the UK or USA, so the DVD is not much of an option. And I watched all the Ned stuff. All the Prudy stuff is owed to me. <laughs> Who needed all that Ned anyway? Oh. <laughs> we feel that. Yep. Agree. Um, the D... Well, let's see. I, I, I don't know if they're available um, anywhere other than uh, DVD... Uh, Amazon Prime, uh, I believe, has 
pull dark on it. I am, but I'm only speaking from what I'm seeing here in the U.S. Uh, you can get access to the full episodes uh, via Amazon Prime. Um, do they have extras? The extras, I don't think they do. Um, if you have uh, an iTunes account, um, I have all of the, the series uh, in iTunes as well, and they do have all of the extras there. I don't think, however, we get the commentary on the um, episodes that are on iTunes. Boo, yeah. the commentary is the best part. Yeah, so if you want the commentaries, you're going to have to to get the DVD, I think. But if any of you know of other ways to get it, drop us a note so that we can pass along word. What you can do is order the DVD from like Amazon.us or whatever the thing is, or Amazon UK, mm -hmm. and then ship it to your country. I think um, on laptops, the way, they're not region specific. So basically, if you get like a new laptop... Um, it basically works out like what region you are based on the DVDs you start playing the first five times. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you get like, a, if I were to get a US DVD and stick it in my laptop, by the way, I don't think I even have a CD-ROM drive because it's not 2005, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have an external um, CD-DVD drive for my Mac. And I do have the option of selecting regions. I think it's up to 12 times before it, it locks, I think. So um, I pretty much only watch um, uh, UK films uh, and TV shows on my laptop, um, mainly for this podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, I also have a region-free uh, Blu-ray DVD player which uh, was fairly inexpensive, and it's a Sony, um, so it's a decent brand. Um, I got it on Amazon, and I love that thing. So I have that set up in the TV room uh, if I want to watch um, uh, UK television shows and, and movies that way. Can you believe that we're still dealing with region DVDs in the year of our Lord? It's almost 2020. What I is know. going on? It's absurd. But anyhow, um, if any of you have any other ways to access the the extras uh, that um, are on the DVDs and all of the full episodes, please uh, drop us a note so we can pass along word. Okay, next one. Um, lol, I loved that at some point you girls were like, we like Kitty, we love Kitty. And I can hear the silent screams of, Ned, it's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that the Ned dislike is so strong that words are not needed. <laughs> or, um, or maybe I'm wrong and it's just my hate for Ned and it's making me hear things lol. <laughs> no, I want every everybody to subliminally know. Yes. Fuck Ned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Okay, oh, next okay. one. Anonymous. There's always things that after the season end, after a look at the whole, I don't find so frustrating as watching unfold week after week. But this was not one. Looking at a whole makes even more frustrating the Caroline being jealous thing. Tessa's whole thing was made only to set up Ramelza being even more hurt. Do you mean Demelza being even more hurt in the last episode? Uh, Morwenna's magical cure oh god Debbie had a free range to show different points of view of what it was to be a woman at the time and it all just fell flat and chopped it's a weird season yeah oh god when you put it like that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah uh, you know and that's one thing that you know we didn't even uh, talk about uh, as it related to the various different cutscenes um, the, the Morwenna's magical cure um, and I mean, I just remember how furious we were um, the first time we watched it for, you know, her, basically her PTSD to be resolved by her saying goodbye to her son. What? 
it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But you make a good point, Anon, about how all of the most terrible storylines were all the women's. I mean, Caroline mm-hmm. being jealous, Tess, what the hell was that? Damelzabelli had a storyline, and Morwenna's magical cure. Like, the women really faltered, and all we really got was Ned. Just Ned, 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 Ned. Yeah. Ned. Yeah. Really frustrating. I mean, it's almost as if... It's almost as if, uh, you know, with Elizabeth being dead, that, um... They just plugged in Ned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think, and this is probably going to get me all kinds of hate from the um, Elizabeth stands out there. Um, They are not listening anymore at this point. (laughs) With Elizabeth being dead, Debbie kind of lost her favorite plaything. (laughs) Oh, that, that, that makes sense. That makes so much it, sense. It, it, you know, we, we get the sainted, you know, Elizabeth thing that, that's happening. But, but yeah, it, it's like she's gone. So, you know, why worry about some of these other, you know, great opportunities to show what life was like for women of, of that time? I mean, if she was ever actually interested in that concept, then we would have mm-hmm. had more of it throughout the other seasons as well. Yeah. And she yeah. wouldn't have completely ignored the realities of even Elizabeth's situation. It was mm-hmm. just turned into some weird romantic obsession with Ross when really she was just trying to survive economically. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, um... <laughs> Do not think of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a drink after this, this one. I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, Anonymous says, "Do you girls have any suggestions for a period drama to f- to fill the Poldark void?" I tried Sanditon, and it was a nope for me. You know, I had that a lot. Lots of people yeah. didn't like the ending. Um, yeah. I always say this. I'm going to say it again because I bet most of you aren't listening. Anne with an E. It's the new Canadian adaptation of Anne of Green Gables. I think it's tonally very similar to season one of Polduck, i.e. the good season. (laughs) Because it's like very pastoral and romantic. And season three should be on Netflix this January. So this is the time, people. Polduck is over. Jump into this. Um, Absolutely. So some others I've watched this year that aren't that similar to Poldark in tone or really in content would be like Beecham House, which was recently on the ITV, Uh, The Luminaries, Uh, Catherine the Great just started. I'm only one episode in, no spoilies. Uh, The Durrells Mm. just finished. I'm still upset about (laughs) that. Uh, Harlots (laughs) is always good. Les Miserables made me cry. Uh, Vanity Fair was really funny. Versailles is always amazing. Uh, Vikings and The Crown just started up again. So, like, there's tons of new shows out there for period drama junkies. So get in it and, like, message me because I need to talk about them. Yes. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I've never watched The (gasps) Durrells. Well, you've got to. Yeah, I think I'm going to dive into it now that uh, Poldark's over um, and just do some binge watching of that because it it's always looked interesting, but um, I just never really got around to it. Um, so you I'm can watch it from to start to finish now that it's like over. I That's know. I'm rubbing my hands together with glee. And you know the seasons um. <laughs> are nice and short, so you've got like a manageable chunk, not like me trying to watch the whole of the vikings ah yeah very true vikings it's great but damn (laughs) will it ever stop airing (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) um as for the crown i uh started watching that um uh yesterday yeah it was just yesterday and um watched up to episode three which broke my effing heart yeah um uh Olivia Coleman is magic. I feel like she, she should magic. just be crowned the queen because what was that? She should just be crowned the queen because she is just yeah! in everything and beloved. Yeah, she's she's magic, and um, I loved oh god, uh, Tobias Menzies who 
I have adored um, ever since seeing him in uh, the HBO miniseries Rome, which is fantastic if you haven't had a chance to watch that. Um, And he plays uh, Philip uh, in the new series of The Crown. And he he is so good. (laughs) And his accent is so, so on point. So Everybody's accent is so perfect. I can't handle oh it. God. How do people talk like that? I don't know. I don't know. And Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, as Princess we Margaret, knew. we knew she's amazing. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So yeah, I mean, the, the the crown is so good, and I I'm tempted to just binge like a crazy woman, oh, yeah. but I know that um. I, I, I don't want to do that because I don't want it to be gone too soon. I binge everything, so. but with The Crown, I'm like, one episode a night. I'm like, I need <laughs> to make it slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see episode three? And I'm not going to talk about any spoilers No spoilers, but yes, like I may cried. Oh. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah, watched that last night and was weeping uh, at the end. I mean, it, it's such a fantastic, fantastic show. So yeah, go watch now. Go watch now. I love how the, the we get more excited about other shows. <laughs> yeah, and isn't War of the Worlds on now? Yes, it is. Episode two is airing right now. <laughs> Ooh! Oh dear! I'm sorry. I I didn't mean for you to miss um, it. It's okay. I that I player okay. is gonna have it up in about five okay. minutes, anyways. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna probably okay. watch it after. Okay. We finish recording. Good. No spoilers. Okay. But okay. It's so good. By the uh, way, yeah, I, I, I don't know where it's going to air here in the States, um, but uh, I really, really, really want to see that. Oh, my God. Bad. Weird thing I just learned. It's already aired in Canada. Mm. What? It aired like last month in Canada. So, you know, fuck Whoa. you, Canada. <laughs> I don't mean that. You gave me Anne of Green Gables and for that. Yes. And... Avril Lavigne. They're, I don't know. Forgiven. I can't think of anything else. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> yeah, but if we if we think of anything else, we'll definitely post it. And I know that you know, even though we are pulled dark fan cast, um, I know Rita and I are planning on delving into uh, more period drama and and British stuff. So um, stay tuned. Yeah, you know, how many there times can more. I yell that's not period accurate at a thing? <laughs> <laughs> all the time oh too funny okay uh anonymous uh, if elizabeth had just left ross alone don't you think ross wouldn't have come to her that fateful yeah. night or did he need that night with her to realize that his real love was demelza that ross uh that's what ross said in the books and the show but does that mean that if he didn't have his night with her, he would still be pining for her and thinking he's still in love with her? Oh, God, no. But at least Valentine wouldn't be around to cause <sighs> That's trouble. A good point. Really good point. Um, I think Ross would have just left her alone if she hadn't started flirting with him again. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, you know, that is the one thing that I can never forgive um, Elizabeth for is stirring that pot up again. There was no reason for her to do that except to get his admiration once again, which she felt she she needed and was entitled to. Um, you know, the, the fact that she uh, did that, Demelza effing saved her son's life at the the detriment of her own daughters. Um, just it it's the main reason why i i i'm i'm sorry i just i cannot with elizabeth cannot also she does it after her relationship with francis has mended and he's basically being a human angel on earth so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i think i i understand why ross thinks it was necessary because it did sort of like purge the love out of him because he was like Mm -hmm. oh fuck what have i done yeah in a very self-destructive way but I don't think it was necessary. I think like he's delusional if he thinks that it had to happen. I think that's just his way of justifying it. Bad Ross. Bad, bad Ross. <laughs> Another Elizabeth question for Anonymous. Couldn't say, couldn't one say that ultimately Elizabeth was partly responsible for her own death? Uh, partly. This whole podcast has been Elizabeth is the only person responsible for her death. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> they continue. And I'm not talking about the fact that she took the potion. <laughs> I'm talking about her telling Ross that she still loved him and pursuing him to constantly help her and pinching her cheeks and flirting with him and sending him a note at night telling him that she's going to marry George that led to Ross getting angry and their night together. The birth of Valentine, George's suspicions due to Agatha, and so on. I feel like we've had like a hundred episodes of us making this case that Elizabeth is culpable for her actions and that blaming Ross for them entirely is irresponsible and actually, frankly, unfeminist. Totally agree. Nani, totally agree. All right. Um, next one from Anonymous. Brill Podcast, do you know about Aiden starring in a new drama as Leonardo? Yes. Um, I agree with Rita over the save me quote. It sounds like she has saved him and has done him a big favor. I do love saving Grace. Wish he had been more intimate with her, with her, with words. Wonder why they never went down that road. When Dwight mentioned consequences, I took it as Ross's actions, adoring Elizabeth all these years, causing all uh, hurt and George's living with it. He never mentioned Valentine. Dwight sort of backpedaled and never said anymore. That was a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, very excited for him to play Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. Though I'm not sure he Me can too. really pull off Italian. Well, we'll just go with it. Um, well, who knows? Maybe they they will have everybody speaking in English accents. Oh my God, they're going to do the Medici thing again, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. Probably. But, you know, I know that, you know, there are, there's all kinds of speculations about uh, Leonardo da Vinci being gay. Um, I wonder if they're going to the, dabble with that as well. I mean, they better. Like, what is even the point they of a better, Leonardo? Yeah. They better, and uh, really looking forward to to seeing Aiden uh, stretching his uh, acting chops. I think, and it's he's going to be, gonna be awesome. wearing tights. <laughs> tights. I love to focus on the important <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to start seeing uh, some um, images coming out. Um, some production images. As for the whole "save me" quote, I was thinking about this over the past couple weeks, and. What occurred to me is that the thing that bothers me the most is actually in Aiden's delivery. He sounds, uh -huh. he's using the exact same tone that he used to use to her when he was like talking to her as a servant in season one. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's patronizing. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> ah. And I don't know if that's just maybe like a tonal thing because obviously that's not even his accent. So. There's only so mm -hmm. much he can really do in terms of tone. Like, he's just going for posh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the thing. I was just like, oh, that's disappointing. I'm going to have to watch that again. Mm. Well, good excuse to watch season I'm one. I'm going to have to watch that again. <laughs> yeah, like there's ever any reason to have an excuse to watch season oh, that one. That was the good old days. God, you know, actually, that's what sounds like would be the perfect remedy <laughs> after doing the podcast today is just to, to sit and watch some season what one. I would do is just like watch the first four episodes and not the last four <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 yeah. I'd stop at the end of four yeah and they all lived happily because ever after perfection. and Elizabeth never tried to steal her man <laughs> yeah that's perfection next anonymous hello ladies i just listened to the podcast and i'm going to agree about how confusing it is that it seems that ross is being blamed for lizzie's death he even says he feels responsible because he suggested she had another child but wouldn't it be assumed that a child would be a possibility if elizabeth and george were having a regular husband and wife relationship I always thought that ross just suggested that she make it appear she had another early child by fudging the dates yeah, because that's what, that's what he did. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what he did. He wasn't like, you know, Elizabeth, you should take a dangerous potion that might end up killing you. <laughs> because that's yeah, crazy. But, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, just fudge the dates and, you know. If I would said to you, Michelle, Michelle, you should buy some new shoes. But then you went out and you bought, like, razor blade shoes and cut up the bottom <laughs> of your feet. Would I be responsible for that? <laughs> Nope. Nope. So... 
Uh, that just sounds really, really horrible. <laughs> it hurts enough when you step on Lego. <laughs> yes, exactly. Razor blade shoots? No, thank you very much. <laughs> think I'll pass. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay. Okay. Time for our favorite segment of the podcast. Yay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Inheritance is playing at Broadway's Ethel Barrymore Theater where it officially opened on Sunday, November 17th. Kyle Soller is reprising his roles from the acclaimed London production. Good for him. Um, this is a role he won his Olivier Award. So if you're in the U.S. and you're able to make it over to New York, you should 100% get tickets. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's killing me. It's Damn it. Why do you me. live on the other side of the continent? <laughs> I know it's just killing me, but yeah, if you guys are anywhere near, uh, anywhere on the East coast and you can get up there, um, absolutely get some tickets. I really hope that he winds up getting nominated for a Tony. <gasps> Tony award winning Kyle Soller. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? And we could be like, yes. Oh God, that he deserves awesome. it. Not that I've seen the play, but, um. I'm like, Francis deserves it. Yes. <laughs> After all, Elizabeth put him through. He needs a Tony. <laughs> In other news, Eleanor Thompson's new show, War of the Worlds, is currently airing on the BBC. It's on at Sundays at 9pm, right after His Dark Materials, which, you know, pretty epic. Super good spot <laughs> in the schedule. So far, I'm really, really enjoying it. And... Mm. She rides a cute horse. It's all going down. Aliens, <laughs> you know, watch it. Awesome. Also, awesome. Josh Whitehouse's A Night Before Christmas is now officially out on Netflix. And we'll be doing uh, a live commentary track in December as a special holiday treat. So no spoilers, please, as we want to be kept pure until we record. Even though yes. Netflix keeps going. Yes. Suggested for you, A Night Before Christmas. <laughs> and you know the trailer plays as soon as you open it up. It's like, oh. I know. I, I wound up watching the trailer. It looks so cute. <laughs> no, it looks so ridiculous. I can't wait. <laughs> Irrationally Christmas. Why is this a Christmas it, movie? Who knows? It, it, who cares? It just looks, it looks like perfect. Yes. It looks perfect. So uh, we will need to come up with a date when we're going to do that. But uh, definitely uh, looking to do that uh, commentary track soon. Yes. <laughs> now tea public time if you'd like to yes. support the show and help pay for our hosting fees then please head on over to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash podog fancast you can buy t-shirts hoodies mugs and now magnet stickers and pins yes <laughs> now black friday is just around the corner and there will be a flash sale on the 28th and 29th of december mm. so you know think of us when making those product gift purchases and clickety click on that link <laughs> please do we would really appreciate it okay well that's all from us uh for this week's podcast we'll be back in a fortnight with another recap of what the pbs version is cutting from episode seven and eight um if you're watching along please feel free to get in contact either by emailing us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com or finding us at on uh, find it blah, 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 by finding us on social media where we're poldarkfancast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. And please rate and review us, help us get the word out about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. And oh, happy Thanksgiving for all of you in the States. Gobble gobble. <laughs> gobble gobble. Bye-bye. He's gone, he's gone You better run from brother He's gone, he's gone, he's gone You better run from brother I got a girlfriend, she's got a boyfriend She calls me crying every day cause they got problems He likes complaining, she's compromising Coming to me for real advice when he just playing I can tell she loves him way too deep He loves being fucking hard to please Cover the basics, it's pretty easy He's a bitch with some expectations Did you go down on his birthday? Yup Did you let him leave a necklace? Yup Or did you show him all your crazy? No Blow him up on the weekends mm. 
Never loved you. My baby, never no tears. 